Welcome to Beyond the Board, a podcast that explores the themes and real-life inspirations behind tabletop games. I'm Mike Greenman. And I'm Michael Sater. And on today's episode of Beyond the Board, we'll be discussing the themes behind the game Crazy Crazy Cultists! Uh, So it's kind of a treat in the studio here today. It sure is. Uh, We have the person who actually designed Crazy Cultists, Jordan Devonport. How are you, sir? That I'm doing Jordan Devonport? The Jordan Devonport. The one and only. The one and only. I'm doing great, guys. How are how are you guys doing? Thanks for having me on here. Oh, nobody's ever asked us how we've been. How, oh, I God. I, oh. I take it back. I take it back. I don't want to be different. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so Crazy Cultist is a game you currently have on Kickstarter. By the time this comes out, there'll probably be like a day or two left. Oh, yeah. So jump on that. Exactly. Yes. It's going to have minutes counting down. <laughs> but it's it's going pretty well. Um, um, yeah, we're about 80% right now. So That's pretty exciting. It's a very fun game. I got yeah. to play it multiple times with you from, er- I say, early stages. You've basically had this thing done for oh, a yeah. while. But uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, just tell us a little bit about it. Uh, it's a quick, fast-paced, take-that-card game for uh, three to six players. Take it. Um, take it. Take it. Um, where the players play as uh, cultists, and they uh, gain favor with the Dark Lord and the whole... Kind of thing goes around with uh, trying to summon the old the old devil, you know. Fast paced, screw over your buddy kind of fun party game. Exactly. It's a, it is a very screw fun party over game. your buddy is the sounds like a Beelzebub blast. They, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Points. He does have a card in the in the game called Beelzebub Beatdown. Oh yes, uh, yeah. which is a wonderful card. Uh, it also looks really good. You you designed everything about it, right? Uh, yeah, I handled all the graphic design. Um, you know, I, I'm handling all the production and everything. Well, not physical manufacturing of the production, but cutting every card. all the all the marketing. Every every <laughs> card you get from this Kickstarter will be made by hand, hand laminated hand by hand Jordan, crafted artisanally crafted, <laughs> like um, good cheese. Yeah. I'm handling all the marketing and the uh, the uh, the graphic design for it. So, it's yeah, a pretty big undertaking. Exactly. But, it's, uh, it's 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 pretty awesome. So uh, check it out. We'll mention it again at the end of the episode, but definitely check it out. Back it. It's only fifteen bucks, which is a steal for a small, compact party game that you can bring anywhere that anybody can play at any time. It's right. Really it's cool. got great replayability too. Yeah. That's a that's a that's an investment right there. And yeah. the, the theme is just great for uh, family fun picnics, and you know, take it to church. <laughs> your grandma, your grandma could probably play it. Great. Uh, speaking of theme, because that's what we are about at Beyond the Board, uh, the theme is summoning the Dark One. Who is the Dark One? Um, the Dark One is kind of a general term for the uh, the the lurking being that you want to sort of gain your 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 infinite power from. Um, due to not necessarily legal reasons, but maybe some. Uh, I don't think Satan is copyrighted. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> TM, 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 TM. The Bible. Uh, <laughs> So th- I mean Satan, uh, the Dark One. It's, it's Satan. Yeah. I had, <laughs> that was that was the deal I had to make with my strictly Catholic family <laughs> of whether or not they would support me in this endeavor. Is I could not refer to him one hundred percent as Satan. So that which, was that was the slight compromise. Which is kind of funny because that's actually what inspired us to to research on this episode, the Satanic Panic. Because of your extremely Catholic family, oh, yeah. 
being very worried about, like, well, why don't you change the theme? Isn't that what you said? You said your mother had a problem with. Oh my god, she she had a problem since since day one of me of me saying anything about. It. I want to make a game about summoning the devil. Uh, in the early stages, it was one hundred percent summon Satan, summon the devil, six six six, everything like that. I mean, have you ever thought of changing it to lighting birthday candles to summon the birthday unicorn? I have gotten so many people to, to suggest. <laughs> oh, you should just make it about uh, about cutting a cake, or make it about selling donuts, or make it about birds. I'm like, no, I want to make a game about summoning the devil. And that's actually the, the whole design process of it was I, uh, I came up with the theme first, 100%, right off the bat. It was, I'm going to make a game about summoning the devil. Then I came up with the name of the game, and I love alliteration, so I came up with Crazy Cultists, uh, and then started working on the... Uh, Working out the mechanics of how can I fit the mechanics to fit the theme. So can uh, we can we pause backwards. the podcast right here and see if we can get that person on who wanted you to make it about birds? Oh I just feel like I, I want their view on this. I probably have their contact information somewhere, <laughs> but I think I'm going to keep them a little out of, out of the loop a little bit. So uh, that being said, uh, we did some research and we're today going to talk about on the podcast. Uh, and you are welcome to join in at any time. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Satanic Panic, which if any of you uh, middle-aged listeners, I guess, could could remember, about in the 80s and 90s, there was a big Satan scare that there were a bunch of Satanic death cults that were popping up everywhere and ruining our children. Uh, and so we have, a, we have a little bit of information about that. So, in general, in the human history, you have us versus them. That's been always like a thing. And that's very much how people get scared and people can easily blame somebody else with something. So, like, the Salem Witch Trials was one of those things where it was like, well, they're different, they're them, they must be something with the devil. And it's also a classic case of uh, the, the uh, growing fear of a populace driving media sales, and the driving media sales driving a growing fear of the populace and becoming this crazy, out-of-control scenario. Exactly. The, the news feeds on fear, that's for sure. Exactly, sure. yeah. So so this, this more recent satanic panic can be kind of traced back to a single book, really. Uh, in, in 1927, there was a book called The Place Called Dagon, and it was a, it was a thriller about this brutal murder, and the murder ended up dealing with like the cult and all this really underground creepy kind of satanic death cult kind of stuff and that started inspiring other authors to do this and and it ended up being did you hear the one about the 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 one book this i was inspired to write this because i read this book i was inspired to write this because i read this book and eventually it just became i i was inspired to write this because i find the theme so interesting because the theme became a regular in, in Part the of normal... the cultural zeitgeist. Exactly. Thank you. Uh, and so, and so, it became popular. Like once authors and people writing fiction started making it more popular. Well, it's a great fantasy theme. It really is. Just like any other religious or fantasy uh, uh, subject for a book, why wouldn't you write about this powerful being of of evil and hatred, like you, some people see Satan, or this powerful being of uh, the ultimate? Uh, hedonism, the ultimate ability to do whatever you want. It's a, I think it's a, a, a an easy theme to, to pull off of off of. Uh... Yeah, it's very sexy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so in the sixties and seventies, it really kind of took off when when you could 
do that kind of stuff in movies. So you have stuff like Rosemary's Baby and uh, The Devil Rides Out and The Exorcist are, are prime examples of those kind of... Uh, the, well, The, the Exorcist devil being in was the a book that was released to a movie two years later uh, and purported to be a true story. Oh, that's right. That's why kind of this this uh, this panic kind of surrounded it. And also, of course, they're coming at the same time as the the uh, Manson uh, murders, and uh, which were 1969, the same year that Anton LaVey published uh, the uh, the Satanic Bible. Yeah, that's right. Anton LaVey, the the Black Pope, the the father of Satanism, also known as the evilest man in the world. Uh, yeah, he, he, he definitely the, plagiarized the, a few sources <laughs> to write a thing he called the Satanic Bible, but it was actually just philosophies of, like, H.L. Mencken and Ayn Rand all like put in, together. In Nietzsche, uh, yeah, yeah. It, was, uh, it was a lot of him. Yeah. And he slapped Satan's name right on the front yeah. of it. Yep, yep. like you said, sexy cells, man. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So it also was in music around the 60s and 70s, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest. Absolutely, and then uh, you get into that... Uh, that kind of strange uh, fear about backmasking or the ability to record messages uh, into a record if you play them backwards. Um, and there are a ton of bands that were accused of this. The so Beatles several times. I say that's the Beatles thing with the, what is it, Paul uh, is Paul Dead? Paul is Dead, yes, yeah. exactly. Um, the, uh, I think the only thing that actually came of any uh, social ramification is that... Uh, uh, Judas Priest was sued um, after a, a teen who was listening to his uh, music, uh, who was a fan of Judas Priest, committed suicide. And there was a, a, uh, a suit that went against them saying, if you play the record backwards, you hear the word do it several times. Mm. It was dropped because that's silly, silly. and ridiculous. Um, the... You can't write lyrics that scan forwards and backwards. It just doesn't... The sounds don't work that way. The, the English language especially doesn't work that way. But the human brain loves to try and pull any meaning it can out of anything it doesn't understand. And that's kind of, I think, how this backmasking thing came out. It's like ghost hunting. Exactly. You'll, you'll, you'll latch on to anything that you can find and try to understand it and, and assign meaning to any number of things. Yeah, the backtracking reminds me of that episode of The Simpsons with the join the Navy, the Yvonne et Niage. Yvonne et Niage, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> was, uh, causing people to go join the Navy. Yeah. Always reminds me. Uh, yeah. So, so moving on into the 70s and 80s, uh, you have all this stuff that's kind of been dr- driven into this lexicon uh, or this popular culture, and you have you have now you have the, it's like a regular thing. It's a it's a, a part of the cultural zeitgeist. And another thing that started happening during the seventies and eighties was people were finding out that their children were getting abused. It was almost like nobody really paid attention, and well, then all of a sudden, like people just realized, wait a second, why do my child? Why does my child have bu- bruises? Or why is my child talking like this? It's, it's okay, there are bad people out there that can hurt my kids. And it was just never a big public problem. Well, see, I might even, I might even come on the other side of that argument and say that during the Reagan era, when two household incomes started to really become not only a necessity, but a very common part of the nuclear family, when children started to go into daycare centers... 
Um, that's kind of the begin the 60s, 70s, 80s, that's kind of the beginning of a daycare center. There wasn't a need really for it before then. Um, and it was just fear of stranger danger because people hadn't left their kids alone before. So it wasn't that they were getting abused, it's that people were afraid they were getting abused. Yes, yes. Well, but then on the other side of things, people, some kids were actually getting abused. Yes, because... and I'll never take away that, you know, that story, because that definitely happens, but a lot of the cases of this ended in exoneration because there was no evidence of any abuse at all. Mm-hmm. Because of, and one of these underlying things, specifically in the Keller case, was that some people were like, well, maybe they're Satanists. And this this all of a sudden became the thing that they latched onto, that the public latched onto, that you never know what who, who might be worshipping Satan, who might be part of these Satanic death cults. It's, it's never just because they're terrible people. It's <laughs> always got to have some kind of supernatural force behind it, whether they're witches or they're Satanists uh-huh. or whether they're communists. Like, it's... It's throughout throughout time we've always found this one group to sort of be the black sheep of any and all bad things that are happening in the world. Exactly. And now since this is part of the regular like everyone's hearing this in pop culture and everyone's hearing this in movie music and movies, it's ju- it's an easy thing to latch onto. It's it's absolutely. And it's not so much that they believe that they're actually trying to summon the devil. It's just these rituals, quote unquote, that they think they're practicing from from feeding babies to these children at a daycare or there were there were, at a at a specific daycare case some of the evidence brought to court was that the uh, two people who were running the daycare were flushing babies down a uh, uh, custom made toilet into the sewers where they could be sacrificed to dark gods in occult rituals you think they'd find an easier way to get them down there. You You'd know? think there would be a rash of missing babies, but there wasn't. No, no, of course not. Uh, those were just the babies the parents did, didn't know. Uh, yeah, so this created this snowball effect. And so in the late 80s, early 90s, it became so bad that that Donahue, Oprah Winfrey, Geraldo all had like specials and actual episodes of their 2020. shows. 2020. 2020. Yeah. yeah, they were all talking about this this the Satan death cults. And and Geraldo had this whole series called Exposing Satan's Underground <laughs> that interviewed a bunch of people and talked about all these rituals that they would perform. Ozzy Osbourne was actually on that and he was he was really confused. <laughs> and he was just like, "Oh, well, I don't I don't want people like I don't want people doing that if they listen to my music. Like, and he was very confused. He didn't really understand what was going on because it wasn't real. It wasn't a real thing. There is no actual evidence in, in any of these cases that satanic death cults existed. That's not to say that people didn't sometimes kill in the name of Satan, but it's, they were usually one-offs of one person. It's, uh, but it was never it was never like a thing. A big but these cultish these thing. memoirs were published that were pretty much immediately debunked, but still for some reason uh, uh, bestsellers and remained that way for years and years after they were debunked. That were uh, uh, psychotherapists and psychologists um, claiming they had through hypnosis gotten people to remember their childhood being ritually abused by the occult. That was one of the main things with the. Um the McMartin preschool with the yeah, toilets exactly and everything. Right, yeah. It was a lot of coercion. You know, it was a lot of uh, you know BS that they were just pulling and saying, "Oh yeah, this is this is evidence here." And it's 
It's one all... of the people in that case uh, uh, who claimed she was a psychologist in order to get the job, and they later found out that her highest level of education was actually a welding certificate, uh, nice. was wow. still uh, revered as a satanic expert 10 or 15 years later and brought into court. Yeah, so even the court system, that's the other crazy part. Like, even the court system, like, like we're believing everything. They would eat it up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, anyway, I, I kind of want to go into, this is all kind of like pretty terrible things that happen. I kind of want to go into some fun examples of satanic panic. Ones that didn't really end up in, in, in uh, false Life-ruining life consequences. Thank you. Life-ruining consequences. <laughs> yeah. Not accusations, but what, what happens after you get you get tried? Oh, you, uh, prosecutions. Prosecu- yeah, yeah or sure, what, yeah. you know what? Yeah. Life incarceration. Incarcerations. Yeah, exactly. yeah. they yeah. go to jail. <laughs> uh, which actually happened a, a few, like I think one or two cases. Oh, uh, I have more than that on here. But we're a happy podcast. We are a happy podcast. Let's, make Satan let's have a good fun time. Again. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's make Satan, Satan fun again. again. MSFA. I uh, want to do first point for making Satan fun again is I'm pretty sure the name Satanic Panic would have been a much better uh, title for my game. It, it sounds but so that much probably cooler. copyrighted. That's somehow. probably copyrighted <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so here's some fun examples. Uh, one is the Thundercats uh, and the Smurfs. I don't know if you remember the Thundercats and oh, or I Smurfs. Love the Thundercats. So, uh, in 1986, author Phil Phillips, he published this book called Turmoil in the Toy Box, and it was detailing how Masters of the Universe, He-Man and Masters of the Universe, including uh, uh, Thundercats and that whole genre, uh, and other popular cartoons, were endorsing pagan practices through coaxial cables, is what he said, (laughs) through the TV. Uh Uh, And there was a pastor, of course, who had to chime in, and he says, the question is, is there is a well-organized plot, an insidious design right now, to program and influence the minds of our children towards the occult and witchcraft? The Thundercats were inspired by heathen gods, and that there are things we need to look at concerning the Smurfs, because the characters are blue with black lips. They were deceptive of dead creatures. Collectively, Saturday morning cartoons would teach children to get into spells and witchcraft, the two concluded their video essay by pointing out that Rainbow Bright had a pentagram on her cheek. Oh I just double-checked, just in case, it's a star. It's that just is, a it's star, because it's Rainbow Bright. Wow. But I did see Poltergeist, and I am assured that Satan is coming through my television. I'm, yeah. I'm afraid to leave a piece of meat on the counter. Well, luckily, I'm not using a coaxial cable anymore. So do you think he can get through HDMI? No, 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 no. I don't think he's, he's upgraded. I think he's still on 56K because that is the bane of my existence. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because that's a thing still. (laughs) I just want to say, I grew up watching Power Rangers and I 100% just, man, Satan's a swell dude. I just have to say. I mean, Rita Repulsa. Yeah. Great. Lord Zed. Lord, Lord Zed. Zed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Picture, picture perfect representation of Satan. He was, he was my, he was the best. Another fun anecdote: uh, <laughs> a dungeon master. Um, so I don't know if you read too much about this. I have actually known about James Egbert for quite some time as a, as a, a, a dungeon master and a, and a fan of Dungeons and Dragons for, for a long time. Uh, but was a, a very, very gifted mathematician and computer scientist um, who managed to get accepted to college at 16. Um, and uh, this was in the 70s, and um, this was a, a really big deal for him and his family. He was very excited about it. 
he uh, joined a group that was playing this relatively new game called Dungeons and Dragons. Um, Satan's game. Uh, and made the mistake of, I guess, telling his family about it, because when he did go missing, um, they assumed that it was because of the occult rituals involved in Dungeons and Dragons, and that he'd become t- too absorbed in his, uh, in his uh, gaming, and had escaped to the sewers to try and uh, uh, worship Satan. Uh, what in fact happened is that he was struggling with his own homosexuality and drug addiction because he, it was 1974 and he went to college at 16 and didn't really know what to do with himself as a very intelligent young man who had never had the social conditioning of college and uh, uh, ended up uh, killing himself because of uh, 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 the, uh, a huge slew of factors, but certainly not the least of which the fact that his parents were convinced that he had escaped to the sewers to worship Satan. All because of a game. That's the that's terrible. Uh, and because of that story, uh, uh, one mother formed a group labeled B-A-D-D, Bad, for brothered, Bothered About Dungeons and Dragons. Do you, hold on, do you think she came up with the acronym first, or do you think she came up with the... the... Just like you created your game, I'm sure she came up with the acronym <laughs> first. <laughs> she had the logo made already. Oh, uh, yeah, what she was bad. It's gotta well, say bad. when did Mothers Against Drunk Driving, when was that founded? I don't know. That's One a of good them question. took the other one's acronym. That's very but true. it's not even. It's not even. If it was like something against Dungeons and Dragons, it's, it's what is it? Bothered about. Bothered yes. about. Bothered Dungeons. about Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, she definitely thought of Amazing. the acronym first. <laughs> <laughs> Work backwards. <laughs> well, on a lighter note, uh, Pampers, the oh, diaper company, Procter and Gamble. Yeah. So in 1985, uh, Procter and Gamble found itself uh, in an unusual position to where they had to. Uh, deny that they were funding the satanic church. Um, they they were targeted by all these accusations of their logo. It had a moon surrounded by 13 stars, which supposedly was the secret mark of the devil. Uh, and so they had to eventually get it changed uh, entirely, and they removed all of that from their packaging. But uh, Pampers was the diaper of the devil. Oh, yeah. Devil diaper. Of the Antichrist. Uh, <laughs> Aw. <Yeah>. You know. <laughs> Listen, I mean, still a baby. (laughs) Swaddled in pampers. (laughs) Uh, Do you have anything else? I do. I found a uh, a, uh, police document uh, that was given to the public school system as a uh, uh, resource for teachers called Identification, Investigation, and Understanding of Ritualistic Criminal Activity. This was given to teachers in a in an effort to try and get them to uh, preempt any actual uh, satanic worship, and I just wanted to read uh, some of my favorite parts of this document, which is almost all of it because it is perfect. The first is the characteristics of the teen involved when this was given to high school teachers: youth subculture, experimentation, fantasy role play. One of my favorites, male, female. <laughs> Could be any no of in those. Between. Intelligent, underachiever, middle or upper class family, creative, curiosity beyond the norm. I love that creatives on there. Oh, I just, yeah. I just, oh my god, that makes me. Or curiosity. Yeah. Low self esteem. Oh, that's really, just any... really, definitely get in there. Yeah. yeah. 
Any middle schooler. Yeah. <laughs> no jocks can worship. If you're on the basketball team, you can't worship Satan. Bored. <laughs> oh, no. oh, no. Yes, absolutely one of my favorites. When, did this, when was this out? Uh, 1989. Oh, God. Was, uh, oh, alienated wow. from family, like most high schoolers. <laughs> Rebellion against society, like most yes. high schoolers. Uh, punk. Just the word punk Just is the on word it. Punk. <laughs> uh, loner. Sure. And then one of my favorites, use of rituals. <laughs> That's a good way to know if your child is a ritualistic occultist. If your child, how to tell if your child uh, worships Satan. Key point, worships Satan. It's <laughs> a good way to tell. Under a different heading called What Leads to Involvement. Curiosity. Lured into free sex and or drug parties. I mean, who's going to pass up that at all? Yeah. Right? I mean, I'm just saying, who was going to free sex parties or free drug parties <laughs> if there were free sex and drug parties involved? Also, what high school did you go to? Exactly. That's right. Uh, there is an entire section called heavy metal themes. <laughs> Aggressive behavior, abuse of drugs or alcohol, graphic violence, graphic and... Explicit sex, sadistic, masochistic violence, suicide. That's just under a heading that says heavy metal dash themes. (laughs) Symptoms of increased involvement. Another theme here, another uh, heading here. Padlock on bedroom door. Did you, ever, did you guys ever padlock your door shut? Uh, no, but I think there were times I wanted to. You guys' bedroom wasn't in, like, the, a garden shed in the backyard? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 I remember it. that. Uh, um, here's writings revealing problems. Uh, subnote, Natas lived. That's Satan devil backwards, of course. <laughs> and wasp. We are Satan's people. Uh, so these, these are like the, the emotion, whatever the, the, what is it, like BRB, the text LOL. Speak. Yes. Yeah, this, text, yeah. yeah, okay. Definitely. Gotcha. They were onto that early. Yeah. Yep. Text speak back in 89. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> pictures depicting hanging. So anyone playing the game Hangman uh, oh, no. suspected of involvement here. Uh, tarot cards, candles, ceremonial knives. You know what? I feel like candles. Slightly less bad than ceremonial <laughs> knives. Yankee Candle, the number one company that supports Satan right there. I just really like their smells. Then we get into, I think, what's my favorite part of this whole thing. It starts listing things that I think would maybe be dangerous in some way. Uh, pictures of skulls and bones, black walls, an altar of any short, uh, sort, the Book of Shadows, and then my favorite, use of the alphabet, parenthetical, more advanced stages. Wow. <laughs> what does this mean? Like, if you're giving curly cues to each letter, I think is what that means. The more if, advanced stages. If you dot your eyes with little hearts. That's, that's <laughs> what it is. Like, little Susie, she's going straight to hell. Any use of an umlaut <laughs> is probably so, yeah. a sign so of ritualistic environment. Oh, man. The xenophobia is running rampant. Oh, my God. That actually reminds me, uh, my dad, my parents don't listen to this podcast, my dad threw away all of my brother's magic cards uh, when he was in high school. I remember this because I was in middle school and thinking, and he was like, oh, no, no, you you can't have those. Those have pagan symbols on them. And he threw, threw away. It wasn't just like sold them. He threw all of them away. And my brother had a bunch of them. 
uh, and uh, and yeah, just uh, threw them away. And then my brother got into Star Wars, but uh, but I remember I remember specifically him doing that, and I remember this whole satanic panic, like very much in a in a Catholic raised household like it's it's a true thing like they're like he says don't open any doors there's no reason why play magic you're just going to open a door don't play tarot cards because another thing me and my best friend we would we would take tarot cards and we would write madam cleo says and then we'd put it in people's lockers uh and that was another thing my dad's like why do you have tarot cards you're just opening doors and i'm like please so that was so that's another thing you 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 mentioned that uh you went into star wars like that was a much safer territory to get (laughs) into exactly i so (laughs) <laughs> one of oh man, one of the other anecdotes that I have for something like this is uh, I went to a, a carnival whenever I was I don't know seven eight when did when did Star Wars Episode One come out What was that ninety ninety two Episode One I don't no, know that was like no, 96, definitely 90, yeah, 90, yeah, 96, definitely later, yeah it was a little bit later oh mm. probably was late earlier than that but so what I'm trying to get is I um you know we we went to this game and it's the one where you throw the dart at the balloons mm-hmm. you win a prize and I had the I, I, by the way so yeah I mean, yeah that makes sense and I had the choice of winning either the uh, the poster of the original 151 Pokemon cards or a poster with Darth Maul's face in the middle surrounded by black <laughs> I chose to get the Darth Maul poster. <laughs> I hung it up in my room for about 45 minutes before my mom came in and ripped it down, and I never saw that poster oh, no. again. So, you didn't so want guess the, it you started, didn't, I grew started up very in such early. A, I mean, uh, you know, I grew up in a, a very culturally Jewish, uh, well, a reasonably culturally Jewish household and slightly religiously Jewish, but very liberal. My mom used to, when uh, any uh, evangelist or even just well-meaning person would come and invite her to church services on a Sunday, she would go, oh, Sunday. No, I'll have to worship Ra, the sun god, that day. Because <laughs> it bothered other people, and my mom loved doing that. She does listen to the podcast. Hi, Mom. <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> you should be a guest on the podcast sometime. Yeah, come on the podcast, Mom. <laughs> she can stand the heat. Uh, well, do you have anything else? No, that was, that was the fun stuff I brought up here. Oh, wonderful. Well, Jordan, you have your crazy cultist, which is on Kickstarter now. Oh, yeah, definitely go 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 get a go get a copy of the game. You it's very fun. You don't have much time, and uh, I don't know. Are you, do you have plans on selling it anywhere else if, um, after the Kickstarter when it's done? Depending on success or failure, which one are we talking about? Kickstarter wins. Where do you go? Um, Yeah, I'm looking to do mass production, fulfill all the 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 Kickstarter pledges and everything, and then yeah, I'm I'm hoping to sort of get it into the more liberal stores. I don't know if uh, you know I can get it into something like Target. They might be a little bit more worried about having a game with heavy. I I wouldn't even say heavy satanic themes. It's just like the outside of the box. Yeah, it's really. It's not even that bad. Target, Target is the most liberal of the big box oh, stores, so that's, that's, that's the best. You're not going to get it into Walmart. Yeah. I'm sure Kiki Kiki, Kmart, maybe. I'm sure yeah. Kiki Kiki Unicorn will do very well in Target. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you liked what we did on the podcast today uh, and you want to say hi, you can email us at beyondtheboardpodcast at gmail.com. If you really liked what we do, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and write a review. Uh, you can find us on Apple iTunes and all those other podcasts. Uh, places that you get your podcast uh but yeah leave a review we really appreciate it click on them stars it really does help yeah but uh but if you write something it helps even more that's true yeah uh you can find me mike reeman at uh the two pancakes on twitter and at two pancakes uh on instagram 
You can find me, Mike Sater, at PsychMater on Instagram. Where can we find you, Jordan? Uh, you can find my uh, the you, you can find me um, at uh, Rocket House Games, and that's really any of the social media networks. That's us. Google that. www.rockethousegames.com. Yeah, go, go there. there. Uh, and we want to thank say our. The, the BTB podcast oh, on yeah. Instagram as well. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at GoingBTB. Uh, and uh, we have some fun, sometimes just fun random facts on there about usually a game that we're about to do. And then also uh, sometimes some fun imagery on a uh, show that we're just about to come up. So it is a picture medium. So it's a good place to look at pictures. Instant gr- grandma. Instant grandmodification. Right. And thank you to the Nerdalogs for letting us ha- uh, stay on your network. It was very nice of you. Yes, as always. <laughs> uh, so from beyond the board, we're, we're Mike. And I'm Jordan. And Hail Satan! This podcast has been produced in association with the Nerdalogs. To find out more about the Nerdalogs and their shows, visit www.nerdalogs.com or facebook.com slash nerdalogs. Thanks for listening. I think it's important to just say there are a lot of people who have been accused of a lot of things and a lot of them are getting exonerated now. Where do blood orgies fall? Like Like orgies... Like, Sorry, in 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 what uh, in what uh, uh, rating system are we using? <laughs> like uh, on a scale one, of one to ten, one, like one best through three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, good stay-at-home activity to do on a rainy day.